drink up, baby. Stay up, up all night with the things you can do. You won't, but you might. The potential you'll be that you'll never see. The promises you'll only make. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to We Need to Talk About Kevin, season three. It is Benuary. We are smack in the middle of Benuary right now, here to talk about another exciting Ben Affleck film. Kind of. It's kind of a Ben Affleck movie. I'm Trevor Drinkwater. Hey, everybody. It's Ted. That's Ted. Uh, And joining us is a returning guest. Uh, She was just on the show recently, but we we had to have her back, so we really connected over our shared love of Ben Affleck. So it wouldn't be... (laughs) It wouldn't be a proper Benuary if we didn't have Ev from Dumb Bitch Media. Welcome back, Ev. Thank you so much. I'm so embarrassed that I talked about how much I love Ben Affleck so much last time I was no. on that you guys had to have me back on so twitch. No, no, no. That was great. <laughs> that, that... <laughs> we, we, we appreciate a fellow Ben head, so it's great to have you here. I had to explain that to my best friend today. She, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going on. We need. To, I have to leave. Like we were, we were talking, and I was like, I have to go. I'm going on. We need to talk about Kevin." And she was like, "Again." And I was like, "You know how I really love Ben Affleck." <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a real missed opportunity not to have you on for Benuary. Really. Um, yeah. So we're talking about an uh, an early point in Ben Affleck's career, which is Goodwill Hunting, which came out in 1997, in which he has a co-starring role and co-wrote the movie with his best mm-hmm. friend Matt Damon. Now, uh, Ev, like us, I think you're a big fan of the modern divorced version of Ben Affleck. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm kind of wondering how you felt about the young, fresh-faced Ben that we uh, saw in this film. Well, it's... It's interesting because you're when we were watching this movie, my boyfriend had never seen it before, so we were watching it together, and he was like, whoa, it's so crazy to see all the years and pain just shaved off <laughs> of Ben because I'm so used to seeing him as like the cigarette-smoking like Batman-type Ben Affleck, and yeah. it's true. I, I hadn't really thought about it. It was like um, watching someone just like age backwards. It, it kind of gave me the same feeling I got uh, the first time I watched uh, Mean Streets. I don't know if you've ever seen either of you ever seen Mean Streets, but, it, you know, one of uh, Scorsese's early movies and an mm-hmm. early like supporting role from De Niro. And oh, De Niro yeah. is so like young and like fresh and lively as like the best friend character in that movie, kind of like Ben Affleck is here. And it was like yeah. really just bizarre to see Robert De Niro like that because you're so used to him as these kind of older, kind of like uh, more sage-like uh, characters. And uh, yeah, he looked looking so much less weathered and defeated by life. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> That's it's, funny. I had actually wondered about that because I only recently saw some early-ish, not super early Robert De Niro movies like um, Casino and Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. And I was already thinking that that was... That was kind of crazy, but if the, you can even roll it back to him being like a teenager. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting because it was before he was more of a leading man and he was like the mm-hmm. the like best buddy kind of like crazy wild card character in Mean Streets. And he was great. And I really like Ben Affleck in this movie, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't too. I uh, he he was very charming. I think he's the the most entertaining part of the movie. A lot yeah. of which is like pretty corny. I, I don't know. Ev, what did you think about the movie overall? So I have watched this movie a lot of times, but none of the times recently. Like uh-huh. I remember watching this movie a lot when I was a teenager, for some reason. And when I was watching it, I I was kind of stricken by how kind of afternoon specially. It is in some points. Like I feel like it has like a lot of valuable lessons, which is not something that I really remember. Like it's a little bit hokey towards the end, but I really like that they decided to make a whole movie that's like, what if a guy from Boston could read, right? 
Yeah, like what if, <laughs> like, like, hey, what if a regular guy was such an incredible genius that everyone had to care about his personal problems and they became really important? <laughs> what, what if a guy was so smart he realized like being a shithead from Boston is bad? Well, that that's part of what's funny about the movie is that both the therapist Robin Williams and Stellan Skarsgård, the MIT professor, become so invested in this man and his this young man, his life and his problems and his future, just because he happens to be like an exceptional a math genius and, and like you know, like and also none like of this just stuff. like school genius. Like he's not bad at anything because he knows like history. Yeah, he he knows every school topic. He's just really good at reading books. He's just like the schoolboy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then he, yeah. Uh, he's also streetwise because he uh he you know is a Southie as they keep calling him. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. He yeah. he's sleeping with a hot girl. He's, he's troubled. He re- he knows a lot of books. Like I don't know. I th- the girl sucks. That's that's my biggest like. The girl this movie. sucks. I hate her. I no. hate her. She oh, loves wow. him she, so, like, she loves him. She loves so him much. because he's smarter than her. And like, bitch, you're at Harvard. No, that's not that's not true. That. That's not true. She said that's she never what came. She says. Well, that was the initial attraction, right? The reason that <laughs> the reason that he got her number in the first place is because he impressed her so much by knowing more about books than that asshole Harvard <laughs> guy. <laughs> but, but then like later. But in the okay, end, so she they're... really loved him for him and she didn't care about she didn't care if he's a construction worker and she liked his shitty blue collar friends she's a she's a good person right no i like i don't like her you don't, don't like, like her, her but you don't like her well, because she ted, was attracted to him because he was smarter than no her. ted like doesn't her. how is that a problem ted doesn't like british people that's he doesn't part like of her it. because yeah. she's that's british under, that's understandable <laughs> but that's a big part of it but no okay so when they're sitting like I think it's like a park or something. There's a bunch of like iron tables close together, and there's guys yeah. in the background playing chess. They're at they're at Obel Pang. Uh, uh, they're, at a, a, they're at a chain restaurant that serves French toast. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I, they don't. They don't, they don't anyway. have. They don't have that where Ted comes from. He comes from the heartland, no. the real America. That's, fuck. That's goddamn <laughs> that's... right. Anyway, where are you guys okay, from? Anyway. Where are you guys? Where do you guys live? Uh, St. Louis. I grew up around DC. I'm in Maryland. Okay. Maryland. Yeah, I'm familiar okay. I'm familiar with Aubon Pen. We we have those here. I'm Canadian, so to me it's just a specter of things that I've seen in movies and on TV. Oh, but okay. Never continue. I have anyway, no clue anyway, if I'm so saying it right though. <laughs> she's asking him. She's asking him like, "How do you just like organic chemistry?" Or how do you just do it for fun? And then he, he says it like, well, I, I just play. I, I'm not going to do the boss exit. But he says he just like, <laughs> no, no, do right. that. Do that like, voice. He's like, you know, no, you can you. play the piano. Yeah, I know yeah. that part. And then <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, more like chopsticks. Like, I can't. I, I'm not good at the piano or anything. But anyway, so then she's like, and that's why, you know, I like you. She pulls him close and kisses him. And it's like, because he likes organic chemistry, that just means he's a fucking nerd. And he that's why you even, like him because he's way better at it than you. Like that sucks. Not Listen, even that this, he likes. This <laughs> <laughs> it's immediately this turned into Ted hating on the only woman in the movie. This Listen, movie, yeah, that's problematic. But we can table that for later on. They should have made a a woman in the movie that was good. That's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. She's British. She's rich. There, are, there's a lot of things to yeah. eat there. I don't think the number one is because she likes him because he's smart. This movie yeah. is actually about the two models of female attraction. Number one, which is being attracted to a guy who's way smarter than you, even though he's just a construction worker. Number two is being <laughs> attracted to a big dumb guy who says a lot of. Sweat like Ben Affleck yeah. those are the only two options for heterosexual women and I think the movie captures that really well well because because that makes Matt Damon the perfect guy because he has the the character he has the character and the timbre of a big dumb Southie guy but he's also a super genius so like he's perfect Blech. <laughs> I want to say he's I don't even think he's like I know the movie plays it up to him but like it's kind of lame how he's just like a school genius. Like that's the most boring kind of genius you can be. <laughs> what what should he what kind of genius would be better? Like he's really good at playing pool or something. 
Yes. Yeah, that would be <laughs> Absolutely. cooler. Absolutely. <laughs> I was They've prepared already... to offer up something, but that's perfect. That would be so much more entertaining. Pool is cool. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's that's the kind of thing that, like, you know, if you want to make a movie that's all about what a genius this guy is, you know, pool is just geometry, right? Like, if he's really good at math, he should be good. Like, he should have done more cool stuff. Right. They should have had a scene where he's doing curling. Yeah. Doing curling. <laughs> That's also about math. Think about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, no, I I believe I believe you. Sorry, is that too much Canadian content? No, no, I, I No, it's cool. We're the first person to come on here and talk about curling. We, we, um, yes, been, we we've actually been lacking in Canadian content lately, so you're helping us out. That's right. I think that the whole thing about him being a, a genius is like obviously it's like the the core part of the movie but you guys are right like it's like oh he's so special we're just gonna let him be a big jerk all over the place and shit on everybody and we're still gonna take care of him because of his big brain even though he's like (laughs) abusive to his like professor and his therapist and his girlfriend he's so mean (laughs) Yeah, he's really mean. <laughs> I think that like trying to convince your therapist that he's gay is like a super good bit. Um, and I kind of want to try it out. That's a hard dick move. That part of the movie is funny when he's like, <laughs> you're gay to the first therapist. I just have trouble like <laughs> relating to him here because basically he has a choice between going to prison or like getting a getting to do math which he's really good at and having to go to therapy once a week and he's like and that's so distasteful to him like having to talk to a therapist that's the worst thing that could ever happen you know so he has to be like just openly hostile to every therapist he meets and just like play pranks on them and just be a jerk and then like I don't know, and spending half the movie like just trying to antagonize Robin Williams and make him mad, <laughs> you know, like you could just go, it, I don't know, like you could just go to the therapy thing and not take it seriously or whatever if you don't, I don't and know. And not go to jail. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Um, and and you wanna... get to do math, which is your favorite thing. That's like if someone was like, hey, do you want to go to prison or do you want to like play Mario Kart with the greatest Mario Kart players? And, but you also have to and you get free therapy, which I would actually like. You're like the rain man of Mario Kart. Is that what you're admitting here on the podcast? Uh, that's Mario Kart is the one thing that I'm a genius at. Kind of like Will, oh, Will hunting well, is with math. Congratulations. <laughs> It's the only thing I'm um, good at in life. I want so. to tell you tell you guys something really funny about this point specifically. So, like, halfway through watching the movie, I stopped and ate dinner, and I t- just, like, fired off a tweet. Like, men would literally go to, rather go to jail than go to therapy. Uh-huh. And people apparently freaked out about me making this tweet. What? Wait, I saw that. I saw somebody freaking out about that. Oh my somebody, god! Somebody, somebody with a big account who's my friend, um, retweeted it, and then his followers. Oh no! Who he's like an irony left guy. So then his followers, who are like all incels, started <laughs> dunking on me and like harassing me in the replies of his tweet. And then he DM'd me and was like, I'm so sorry. I deleted the quote tweet. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't understand why people are harassing you. Like, you were just joking. I was just joking. And the whole time my phone was off because I was watching the movie. (laughs) So I just logged back on later on. And he had had to do this whole tweet being like, don't harass my friends just because I quote tweet them. Just because I was watching Goodwill Hunting and I tweeted men would literally rather go to jail than go to therapy. You said you said one of those bad keywords. You talked. You said to men in therapy, and that's that's a real that's a real touchy subject for people lately. I guess I didn't even read the. Re- well, yeah, that was the point. Like, yeah, it was just know, a stupid joke, and I'm then people we kicked were off like, a minor online war. There, I feel good about that. Not sorry for you, Ev, but you know, for the influence oh, of the God, podcast, Jesus Christ, I don't I don't give a shit. But guys, we're just. It's funny that you know, like the getting harassed by various incels and I had to clarify and be like guys I'm just watching Goodwill Hunting I don't care if men go to therapy or jail 
I I also think Robin Williams it was like a really shitty therapist in this movie. Why? Because he just made it all about himself and his dead wife? Well, kind of, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> well, first of all, he was also a dick back to Will, which is understandable because Will came in so hot with him and was like a real asshole and disrespected his wife and stuff. But then like, but then Robin Williams is like, you know, he's like t- talking down to him, being like, you've never seen the Sistine Chapel, trying to put him in his place and shit, you know? I mean, I guess the idea is that that's the way he needed to reach him. He had to like get on his own level and like be an asshole. And But yeah, but then he does end up talking about himself and his wife a lot. And like, I, I, I don't know. I just think... uh his approach really wasn't great. It works for the sake of, you know, the character arcs and everything <laughs> that he gets through to him. But um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go to a therapist who talked to me the way Robin Williams talks to Will. I wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> but I also I also wouldn't be a dick like Will. I wouldn't I wouldn't bully people the way bully my therapist the way Will does. So who knows? If I walked into a therapist's office and the man was that hairy, I'd be like, look, man, no offense. It's just not going to work. Like, I'm sure if, you're great at your my, job. But if for my me, therapist was much. Robin Williams, I'd be like, no way. I don't trust this man. <laughs> if he had the, the nose on, maybe. The thing about this entire movie is it's like, like Irish catholic mm-hmm. or whatever so there's yeah. gotta be one guy who comes in who's looking like robin williams that's just how hairy those men get when they get to that age mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess i'm irish catholic and i i'm not that hairy like at oh, all okay. well, well, speak for yourself take, g- give it give it some time then uh ted you're still what what are you what are you what, what are you 15 now okay bastard i'm 24 i'm almost 25 <laughs> Is it just me or is Robin Williams always playing dead wife guys? Yeah, that's yeah. there's always a problem with his wife. His wife is never there. In The Fisher King, he had a dead wife. And I feel like there's probably at least two or three other movies I can't think of where he has a dead wife. There's a movie where he plays a gay guy, right? That I vaguely remember being kind of problematic, maybe. Uh, um, I don't know. Birdcage, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Uh, oh, leave it in the comments, Yeah, he was in that, folks, wasn't he? Know that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I kind of bagged on this movie a little bit, mostly just because I think it's funny. But I did, and I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually, more than I thought I would. The last time I saw it, I think I was fourteen, uh, and I liked it. It's a fun, engaging movie. It's kind of cringe at some points. It's a, but. it's a decent movie. Definitely has some cringe lines. The famous uh, apples line really, really stands Oof. out. It's Oof. so, oh, it's God. such it a stupid. He's owning the guy so badly, you know? Like, this whole movie is about Matt Damon owning people, right? Yeah. But, like, yeah, I guess maybe in the 90s that was a cool thing to say. But, like, yeah, it really sticks out and causes pain. I don't think that was ever a cool... That, I mean, he's, be, he's being... Because it's not even, like, uh, the... So, like, the, that Harvard guy was, like, an asshole who was trying to be cool by showing how many books he's read or whatever, so yeah. fuck him. But, like, it's, like, once... once uh, uh, Matt already owned him by being smarter about books, and he basically just backed off, and that was the end of it. It's not like he was, like, aggressively, like, competing with him for the girl all night or anything. So, like... M- Matt, so Will just decides to go rub it in this guy's face for no reason with a really lame <laughs> joke, and he tees and he tees cool. it he tees it up like he tees it up like you like apples, and he's like, uh, yeah, of course I like apples. We, I, I love, Who I love apples. It? I eat them all the time. Like you're not supposed to say yeah. You're supposed to say what the fuck are you want? Like get out of here. <laughs> I think the beginning of this movie, and it's kind of like. It's kind of lacking towards the end of the movie, but it goes fucking hard because it's just balls to the wall toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's a guy that was mean to me in kindergarten. Let's go beat up him and all yeah. of his friends. <laughs> then it's like, That's let's, go, let's go brag to this guy that I stole his girl, sort of. Not really. Like, How, pathet- how <laughs> pathetic do you look going and like boasting to some dude you just met that you got a girl's number? Like, he's like, listen, like, he's supposed to be like, oh, wow, I'm so impressed. 
<laughs> Look, I'm a I'm a big dumb asshole, and I got her number. Yeah. <laughs> Have you never been around men before? I feel like this I, is a- I, I, I honestly I have, not these kind of guys. Really, like I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't I, know. I, I guess I don't I, really know these kinds of guys. I mean, I, I, I understand the the top. I've been around plenty of toxic men before, but it's like that's that's just a very yeah, scripted moment. Up. Like I don't know. I don't know anyone who would do that apple that dramatic little <laughs> apples uh, thing. I do know people who would do that, but they're all like theater kids who were in high school, oh, and like that's no. why they, which is a totally different kind of vibe from, uh, you know, the Southie boys. Although, I think that this movie does a great job of capturing male friendship. Oh, yeah, I was oh, about definitely. to say that. <laughs> that's why. That's why Ben is uh, the best part of the movie. He he's well, he plays yeah. such a great best friend. And just there are a lot of hot people in this movie, and Ben Affleck still steals the scenes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I when I saw this is sort of off topic, but when I started watching the movie in the opening credits, they list the costume designer, and I was like, it's just a movie about like a real, like not a real guy, but it's it's you know it's a realistic kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And then I watching the movie, I was like, oh damn, no, I was wrong. There's 20 different tracksuits in this movie. Oh. They're all sick as fuck. <laughs> Um, ben rocks those tracksuits. He looks great. He absolutely kills it in those tracksuits. <laughs> Casey, An- or Casey Anthony. Casey Affleck looks like a little scuzzball in the tracksuits. Yeah, uh, yeah. The sweaters all the old men are wearing. For some reason, Stellan Skarsgård has exactly one outfit that he wears the entire movie. Yeah, because it's he's variations. <laughs> he's wearing variations on like a zipped, unzipped kind of like soft shell bomber jacket with yeah. for some reason a long scarf. I think yeah. that's to show us that he's <laughs> like an untouchable academic who's sort of he, gay. He, yeah, he's he's very a feat. <laughs> he's European, yeah. probably a Protestant. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Uh, um, I hate it when there's someone European in a movie. That really grinds <laughs> me. <laughs> He's nothing like the big, strong, hairy Irish Catholic boys we've got yes. in this movie. <laughs> but also, how about Ben in that three-piece suit in my favorite scene oh. in the movie where he shows <laughs> up to <laughs> Yeah, he's got the slicked hair and like those shoes that don't match the suit at all. And, and that's, that's, good scene. that's such a good scene, though. He show he shows up to a like important job interview that Will was supposed to go to. His his yeah. dirtbag friend Ben Affleck shows up and extorts the guys out of seventy three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is really good. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Ben has a lot of great moments. I also really liked at the end um, when uh, so, you know, they have that moment where Ben shows up at Will's house and Will isn't there like he said he wished he would be. You know, they totally copied Mm -hmm. that in the in the third Batman movie, Ted, in the Dark Knight Rises, the thing with Alfred. They do that exact same thing. (laughs) Basically, well, it's like. It's a different thing. It's like Alfred is like my dream. What every time I go to this uh, cafe in France or whatever is to see you there, and you don't even say right, hi to me. Right, you'll be there. Yeah, right. And he's there with like his wife. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, but any, yeah, anyway, yeah. so they do that. But my favorite thing about that scene is how excited Casey Affleck is that he gets to sit up front. <laughs> <laughs> Real little farther vibes. Yeah, like he's you see him get all excited and he runs up to the front seat and he's like, Yeah, finally that finally the other guy is gone. I get promoted to the shotgun seat. He's like, fuck well. I'm center of the back seat. I yeah, he's I think I know he's you know problematic, but Casey Affleck, really good skeezy guy to have in a movie, you know? The scene about him jerking off into the baseball glove is so fucking disgusting. Well, why would you? A baseball glove would not be an effective uh, tool no, he, for for any part of clear the process. He only finished it. I, every time I'm forced to think about male teenagers and like their habits and how they deal with the fact that there is a cleanup issue there it's like that baseball glove just really made me feel sick all i'll say is (laughs) yeah well first of all a baseball glove would be terrible for cleanup it has no absorbency it makes no sense 
But also, I don't know, the Southie, the South Boston guys is a different culture. It's not how I grew up. But like only like only ki- only dudes that were like total like f- smelly freaks to me would like jerk off like around <laughs> their friends like that. You know, like that was never Which, an experience I had with my friends as a teen. Like if if I had a friend who would be in the other room jerking off when we were hanging out, it would be like, that guy's fucking creep. Like, I don't want to hang out ew. with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't same. know if that I didn't know if that was like a cornerstone of the male experience, but it was an unpleasant part of the movie for me. Maybe for like a <laughs> maybe for more blue collared Southie types, that's no normal. You gotta take it where you can get it. I, I don't know. <laughs> and this was also oh. this was also before this was also before the internet. So the reason that he had to jerk off in Ben Affleck's mom's room was because there was the only VCR. VCR in the house. So there's a certain <laughs> logic to it. Ew. <laughs> like, there's a v- that's his op- that's the only VCR he has access to in his life. <laughs> so that's the only place he can do it. Ew. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, sorry about that. We can get off this subject unless okay. unless Ted has some uh, wants to add anything. No, I'm I'm good. I think yeah, <laughs> I think I'm all right. So uh, we we should mention, even though I don't really want to talk about Kevin, uh, the the reason that this movie. Well, I guess there's a couple of reasons this relates to Kevin Smith, but the main one is that. He uh, and Scott Mosier were co-executive producers on this movie. And in fact, if it Kevin played an integral role in getting this movie made, if not for him, it might have never been made, at least not with Ben and Matt, because uh, they had originally sold the script to Castle Rock. And actually, this is kind of cool. The original, originally in the script, it was... At first, it was written as a thriller about a young man in the rough-and-tumble streets of South Boston who possesses a superior intelligence and is targeted by the government with heavy-handed recruitment. So that sounds like a cool movie to me. I'd like to see that version. But anyway, but uh, Rob Reiner, who is the head of Castle Rock, told him to drop the thriller aspect and rewrite it. Anyway... Ben and Matt wanted to star in the movie themselves, uh, but they were relatively unknown actors. They wanted to get Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, basically they said, um, you have 30 days to find someone else to buy the script from us or we're just taking it from you. Ben uh, Ben was working with uh, Kevin Smith at the time on Chasing Amy. So he brought Mm -hmm. in the script and said, Kevin, please, you got to help me out here. So, of course... Kevin marched right into Harvey Weinstein's office and said, please, please, Daddy Harvey, will you produce this movie <laughs> for my friend Ben? And Harvey said, yeah, sure, kid, whatever you want, because, you know, Kevin Smith was making him money at the time. And uh, and that's how the movie got made. So that so I imagine that because of this, um, Ben and Matt have always felt like they sort of owe kind of a debt to Kevin because he like sort of kind of made their careers in a way not that they wouldn't have had acting careers without him but like this you know he he helped them out a lot here so I think that's why he's like always able to get them to do cameos in his shitty movies because they feel like they kind of owe him for this I didn't know about the whole history of the movie. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I did did some heavy research here. I I read half of the Wikipedia page. Uh, what other movies are you guys doing for Penuary? Uh, we did uh, Daredevil uh, for the first okay. episode, and then. Mm-hmm. And uh, another Jennifer Garner flick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have oh, more thoughts <laughs> She's about awful. Jennifer Garner. Um, and then we have on our premium episodes, we're kind of just going more like in depth about like not just focusing on one movie per episode, but just talking about Ben Affleck's act, his career in general. We talked about like Gone Girl and. Uh, uh, the way back and the way back, yeah. On the good first movie, one. Right. if you haven't seen it, of okay, oh, yeah. The way back is great. Oh, yeah. If you like divorced, drunk, shitty Ben Affleck, then uh, the way back is great. 
This is one thing that I love about uh, Goodwill Hunting, which was a real Easter egg considering more recent Ben. I love the version, the modern version of Ben Affleck, who's always running around with huge, uh, like Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, yes. (laughs) And he's always has Dunkin' in this movie too. He's got two. He's got one for him and one for his friend. And I was like, oh wow, that's a throwback. He really is a. He really is a Duncan Stan. He really is a Boston boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he's he's a true blue Boston boy. He's been on that Duncan yeah. shit from from the beginning. Um, but yeah, I mean that's 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 a little bit of local color throwing in the. Du- that's one of those funny things though, because like we have Dunkin' Donuts everywhere, but it's still something that like Boston people like lay claim to as like a local thing. Like Dunkin' Donuts is, is our that thing. where it like originated? Do people I, stand Dunkin' harder I, in kind of Massachusetts yeah. than they do other places? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I would guess that Duncan originates in in or around Boston because yeah, it it's does. definitely it's like a a Boston thing. We don't have Duncan in Canada. Well, you've got Tim Hortons, uh, right? I mean, that's is even Tim better. Hortons, is Tim Hortons the equivalent of Duncan? Like, is Duncan uh, yeah. considering like more working class as opposed to like a Starbucks? Or yeah. Something? Well, I yes. always got the impression Tim Hortons was a little bit of Dunkin' Donuts meet starbucks like it's a little bit of both but i guess you have starbucks there too no we have starbucks and it's like very much like tim hortons is like cheaper oh you well, can get bitter not bitter i guess but like they're everywhere as opposed to like starbucks you might there are more places now but it's mostly like downtown or whatever yeah that's t- that's basically the equivalent of dunkin donuts like you it, can get tim hortons on the highway you know, you can yes. get Starbucks yeah. on the highway. Yeah, D- Dunkin' Donuts is definitely the more working class version. And okay. also their coffee's way better than that Starbucks bullshit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually see more Tim Hortons than Dunkin' in St. Louis. There used to be a Tim Hortons like what? just down the street from where I live. Really? Like, Tim Hortons down there? Though. Do you guys yeah. know who Tim Hortons is? He's a hockey player, right? Yeah, he was a famous oh, NHL player who died in a drunk driving accident. Oh, was that before? Of his own or doing. A- was that before <laughs> or after he founded the donut shop? After the donut and <laughs> okay. coffee industry, so he was okay. a well, relatively mediocre hockey player, but a, a fine businessman. <laughs> one of Canada's legends, up there with Terry Fox, a national hero. Yes, yes, all the big ones: Terry Fox, Tim Horton, <laughs> Shania Twain, blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to Ben. I did get people got shitty with me recently. Also, this is just the theme of this episode. People getting shitty with me about Ben Affleck and Goodwill Hunting. Oh, that's... The joys of being a woman online. Um, <laughs> but for defending let, Ben let it, Affleck let it all out. and saying people should stop being mean to him <laughs> by making fun of the pictures of him flipping off the paparazzi because they're so busy ruining his life trying to catch him smoking cigarettes and spilling his iced coffee. People were making fun of him for those amazing pictures. Yeah, he looks so awesome. tired. I saw he those pictures so and, and I was just like, yeah, this guy rules. He looks awesome. <laughs> The, I know, Hollywood but people, people were really being are like, like me. Oh, he looks Hollywood actors, they're just like us. Yeah. <laughs> they spill their iced coffee and smoke their cigarettes. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt I just feel bad. I feel like anyone would look like shit if the paparazzi was outside their house around the flock trying to take pictures of them specifically because yeah. they look like shit yeah and i and i don't think he looks that bad personally he looks better than i do i mean like <laughs> i just seeing him like not that i support the paparazzi harassing him or anything but seeing those pictures of him just makes me relate to the guy he's like yeah he's like you know he's ben affleck we love him he looks kind of shitty on his day off whatever just the man's the man's tr- trying to deli- uh, deliver a whole bunch of iced coffee to somebody, I guess. Like that's not all for him, so he's probably being nice to his coworkers wherever he's working. I don't know, you know, Maybe like just, just being a good. <laughs> 
Why would you let really let the man live? He's bringing okay. everybody a giant iced coffee. Maybe, yeah, you know? maybe they're all for him. Maybe he's got a serious iced coffee addiction. All, all the more reason <laughs> to leave the man alone. But yeah, I don't. I yeah, like, I don't know. I love. I love the pictures, and I loved him flipping off the camera. I, I, I really, really relate to the guy. He's cool. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So people were who, who so people were giving you a hard time for defending him and saying you shouldn't. Yeah, be let's mean name to some him. names. We gotta send our, our goon let's squad after. Put them on. No. Let's put yeah. them you on know, notice. You know what people are. You know what people are like. Anytime you choose a particular side on a celebrity, they're like, "Well, famous people signed up for this." And oh, blah blah yeah. blah. Okay. And it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, sure. I'll try when Ben Affleck eventually has to go do late or whatever, but like <laughs> it doesn't mean that we have to torture people just because they're famous, especially because the recent times Ben Affleck thing, it's not like they're just taking pictures of them when they're having a bad time. It's kind of like the least recent pictures of Lana Del Rey. It's yeah. like people are specifically taking pictures of her because she gained weight during quarantine. Like, yeah. That's fucking shitty. People are yeah. following her around because of that. People are following Ben Affleck around and trying to take pictures of him because he looks tired and divorced and like he's drinking too much and smoking too much and dropping his coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I you mean know, like, the man. The man's it's not like, just because he's a celebrity; it's because they're trying to catch these people when they're fucking down, which is stupid. Even yeah. if you're rich and famous. Yeah, I mean, I think he's <laughs> probably fine. You know, he's rich, but he is like yeah. struggling with sobriety. He's probably struggling uh, with his weight and stuff like that. You know, all all things that just make him more relatable and cool to me. But um, but it's like. Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a really like weird it's kind of a weird argument on on both sides because it's like yeah, I'm not going to cry too much for like rich celebrities, but also it's like hey, they signed up for me like gawking at their pain and misery. Like I'm like this is part of the life that they they wanted, so it's like I it's my right to like uh you know, just stare at them and mock them like some kind of weird little impish uh, demon. I don't know. It's it's really bizarre. <laughs> Definitely, it's it's just like it's super on both sides, and especially like I have a I have like a personal beef with people making fun of people who are like trying their best to be sober, like getting slips yeah. with their sobriety or whatever. I think that's kind of especially heinous. <laughs> and frankly, I think he looks great. You know, like in the one in the and one he set does look great. in the one set of pictures, <laughs> he was like probably a little tired. You know, it's the morning; he's having his coffee, but it's like he looks fine. He, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, people are like, "Oh, yeah, fucking Ben Affleck looks like shit. Lana Del Rey looks like shit." It's like, okay, they st if you saw them in a gas station, you still think they were hot. Like, I don't understand yeah. what people's I don't, markers are for this sort of thing. Yeah, I don't really get that. It's not like Lana didn't. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to, like, compare, like, then and now. <laughs> but I think she, she looks good is all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another member of Team Fit Lana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um <laughs> I, you know what? I'm on Team Thick Ben too. Uh, uh, ben thick, can get as thick, thick as he wants. Uh, you know, thick Ben season. I, I'd, I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to see him get in shape again to be Batman. Uh, but you know what? Even thick like, Batman at this point. At this, yeah, at this point, he's like old Batman, and like you can only keep up that kind of regimen for so long. So if like almost fifty year old Batman is starting to. Get a little rough around the edges, a little chubby. That's fine. I'll take it. So you know, is whatever. he going to come back as Batman? Uh, yes. Uh, in the uh, Flash movie, he's going to at least be making an appearance as Batman. And it's possible that in the future they might do more stuff with him. But that's all up in the air now. Uh, I've heard rumors that Michael Keaton was coming back. So as that's Batman. so that's the thing. So the Flash movie is going to have multiple Batman in it because it deals with multiple reality. It ties all the movie universes together. So 
both Michael Keaton Batman and Ben Affleck Batman and possibly the new Robert Pattinson Batman are all going to appear in the Flash movie because it ties. Right. The, uh, so we can have 29 year old, 49 year old and 69 exactly. year old Batman and Ex- they're all divorced. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'll never be a shortage of just sad men on on your on your streaming device in the near future. Batman is the sad superhero. Yeah, for yeah, sure. he is. He's he's the saddest, most divorced of the superheroes, and he's also rich and and private. That's true. And Ben has always been drawn to that archetype because Ben did Daredevil, which is like a very kind of Batman like brooding, like dark hero. And then he gets to be Batman. And, you know, he he, I I think there's a there's a, a, a darkness in Ben. There's a pain in him, I think. That uh, that draws him to these these characters. He was he was born to be a divorced, recovering alcoholic. It's like who he is in his heart, <laughs> and uh, and I think that's why his career has been going in amazing new directions these past few years because of the divorce and, and the drinking. It's making him a better man, is what I believe. That's well, that's also like an archetype of guy that you really need in that age group, right? As yeah. an actor. You need yeah. a guy who's cut out for like a mid to late forties, divorced, recovering alcoholic guy. That's perfect. Um, should I watch Daredevil? I've never seen it. Don't mm, nah. no. Uh, it's I don't all right. Know. It's not like it, I mean, like it. If you're into like uh, dumb superhero movies, like the Sam Raimi Spider Man or any of the stuff from around that time, you might enjoy it. It's really not great though. Like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. It's kind. I'm it's in, kind of I'm like into those in the way that when I saw them, I was a child. Yeah, so yeah, I loved yeah. them. Okay, so <laughs> so I would so, watch them again now, maybe for nostalgia reasons. But yeah, I'm not generally into right. superhero movies. Yeah, so maybe if you were still a child currently, I would recommend Daredevil <laughs> to you. Otherwise, you can probably skip it. <laughs> would you let me come on your podcast? <laughs> uh, well, our co-host Ted is is 12 years old himself, so uh, it's it's okay because okay. he's getting. Well, I thought he was 15. Which what one of you is 24? He's getting. He's 24? getting he's getting school credit for this, so it's it's fine. Oh my god, I graduated no, already. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Constantly being belittled on my own podcast. It, it's okay. Uh, Ted was the one who claimed to be twenty four. We don't need to get into how old I am. It's not important. Um, so forty nine, same age as Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually Ben Affleck's twin brother. Um, Long lost. Yeah. So this movie, <laughs> so this movie was Goodwill Hunting. You know what was funny? I was actually gonna do at the end of this episode instead of the Kevin's receipts segment. I was gonna do a Ben's receipts just to talk about those pictures. But then Ev already brought them up. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no that's good. fine. It came up. It it came up. Or, it came up organically, and now I'm ruining that by talking about it. <laughs> I just have to tell you guys how much of a Ben Stan I am yeah, publicly, no. and how people are shitting on me for it. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't really that much to get into with Goodwill Hunting, so it's good to get get into more of the modern uh, Ben. Uh, discussion. Do you guys think it's a sad movie? Because when I tweeted about watching it, people kept asking me if I cried, and girls were in the replies saying that they cried at this movie a lot. I don't think it's like a sad crying movie. I can see how it would be like a crying like movie and kind of well, yeah, because you cry. You're supposed to cry during the big "It's not your fault" scene, right? The, I hate that. It's scene. a movie with like emotional confrontations. You have the romance that sort of uh, temporarily falls apart for plot reasons. It's got some of those romantic, like, happy crying kind of moments. I can see someone crying. I didn't cry, personally. That but. scene is sad when he's being a debt to Skyler yeah. for no reason, yeah. just because he's a big, fat fucking baby. It sucks. I mean, like, so he was... Uh, like, his, he was horribly abused as a child, and that sucks. And that's, I guess, the reason why he's such an asshole to everyone. But 
is that also the reason that he's such a genius? Did that like make him really like reading books? <laughs> it's not clear. <laughs> I, e- either way, I don't think that's how head trauma works. E- 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 <laughs> Either way, his his behavior. But then I have to remember that he's only like twenty years old. Like I, he's twenty. That's the problem in this fucking romance. She's like thirty, and he's like twenty. She's supposed to be an undergrad, so I don't think she's thirty. She's oh yeah, she doesn't look like an undergrad. Nobody looks all that young (laughs) in this movie, as young as they're supposed to be. I don't think. I would be curious how old they all are in real life in this movie. Ben and Matt are probably in their early 20s. Yeah, yeah. Right? But the, she's probably 30. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'd say she was in her late 20s, 28 yeah. at the time, something like that. Um, so Ben would have been around 24. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's hear him. Matt was like Let's a little older, ages. like 25, 26. Uh, I don't know okay. that actress's name. Mini Driver. Mini Driver. That's a fucking dog shit name. <laughs> uh, and she's okay, the same age it. as Matt you, Damon. You so hate she British people. Okay, I do. Well, I really sorry, do. I'm sorry. She sa- I said she looks old and like shit. Oh, and wow. No, I'm kidding. I, I did guess, not say she looks I guess like shit. Ev is the movie. real woman hater on this episode. No, I just thought, <laughs> I just thought she want. was supposed to be older than him in the movie because like A, she's more mature and B, here, people don't usually go to med- medical school until they're like at least 28. I don't know how that fucking works anywhere else in the world. She was at Harvard as an undergrad and was just finishing up. And then had right. to, was going off to medical school immediately after. So she's supposed to be twenty two in this movie, and he's supposed to be like twenty. Yeah, something like that. That is actually okay. that is actually weird, though. I'm not sure of the the time frame of the movie, but it seemed like one minute she was finish she was like take finishing up her classes, and then the next it's like now I'm immediately moving to California to go to medical school. Like usually, there's at least a uh, some kind That's of break period in between. Oh, like really? she just had a summer between finishing college and going to med school. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, this wasn't even, but it didn't even seem like a summer took place unless a bunch of time was no. supposed to have passed. But med school must... doesn't have normal semesters. I don't yeah, think you med start school like runs July. like September to April. Yeah. yeah. No, you okay, start fa- earlier. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I accept that. Um, <laughs> I do. I do have to say in Ted's defense, it was extremely rude of Minnie Driver, an English, probably wealthy English woman, to make this joke at the expense of, like, Irish people to all these, like, yeah. Boston Irish guys at the bar. <laughs> it was really weird. That's my, fa- that's my favorite part of the movie, when she does a cum joke. But why did the, the, joke why did the people in the Why did the people in the cum joke have to have Irish accents? I don't get that part. I don't know. She's too upper class to make it. Doing such a <laughs> mockery of... Disgusting. That was really rude. Disgusting. <laughs> I would usually would love to hear a cum joke, but when you when you make it racist <laughs> against the noble Irish people, I just it throws me right out of it. Yeah, I I I love that this movie is about um, Irish people and also sort of about Italian people, but only when they briefly fight them in a basketball tour. <laughs> 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 uh, one one uh, kind of I guess shot that I really liked in the movie is at the beginning during the credits like the first time you see both uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck on screen and they're like walking towards the camera together it goes written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck right in front of them <laughs> I thought that was really cute to display it like that right in front of their faces <laughs> do you think they loved that Oh, I'm sure. Do you think they loved loved it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Were they like, hey, that's us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine it felt pretty cool because there was like a I mean, that was such, that must have been such a big thing for both. They'd both done movies like a little bit, but like this is their movie. They wrote together. They're in it together. There they are on the screen with their names on the, like that must have been awesome. Did either of them write or direct any other movies? Uh yeah, Ben has directed several movies actually. Um uh he directed, you know, Argo and Town and Okay, uh, yeah. He did Gone Baby Gone with with Casey Affleck. 
I want to say that Matt Damon has written more movies. I don't know if Matt has ever directed. Um, okay. But I feel like he's probably done more writing than Ben has. But they just recently... he's the more literate of the two? <laughs> that's, that's, what it, that's what it kind of seems like. I mean, that was like the joke for a long time is that Matt was like the smart one. Yeah. And ben was like his goofy friend that tagged along. Um, but, uh, but they... Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. That was always a, a false uh, narrative, uh, an, an, the anti-Ben narrative that was propagated for so long. <laughs> but uh, Matt and Ben just recently wrote a movie together that they're acting in together called The Last Duel, which is like a medieval, like a historical <laughs> drama where Ben plays a king. So uh, I think that that'll be pretty cool to see. We're looking forward to that. Blonde Ben. Very interesting look. Yeah. Well, hunting too. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I think that it's funny that they're like they have kind of this like classic friendship, but I just am sick of seeing movies where like the dead guy protagonist is a blonde guy with blue eyes and his sp- suspiciously Italian best friend, Italian looking <laughs> best friend, is the bad guy. You know? He's not well, the bad guy. Well, but. they they. <laughs> Well, they mixed it up here because I Ben is not the hero of this mo- new movie. He's the king, and they made him blonde. And I think he might be a bad king. I'm not sure, but kings are like usually bad, right? And, yeah. Uh, and Matt is the hero. I'm pretty sure they gave Matt dark hair for it, though. I'd have to look it up. Yes, they did. Can't think of a wor- more boring idea for a movie than a king who is actually good and fair. That, w- <laughs> that sounds like a horrible, boring what, idea for what, a movie. What if a king was actually good? I feel like the funny. I feel like there have been lots of movies that were about that already, though. Yeah, but some evil person is always trying to like at least like lock up the dead king, or the dead king is like getting sick and dying, and then like his evil yeah, son or brother or whatever fi- there's takes an over. Evil, right? There's an evil pretender king, and the good king has to triumph over them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds that's about a, right. That's a classic. I think I'm basically ready to write a fantasy novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got all the tropes down. You know, fans. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they won, Ben and Matt won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for this movie. Got it in one try, one and done. Nailed it. Wow. Got the Oscar. It's easy, folks. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I feel like you get that, then you can just sort of coast the rest of your career, which is, hey, not bad. I'm I'm kind of curious about what the other nominees were, because, like, I don't know, like, this movie is fine. You know, it's a. What year was it? It uh, came out in '97. I'm looking at the list now. Let's see. It was okay. It boogie. It beat Boogie Nights. Uh, okay. I mean, that's a you know, Boogie Nights is a much better movie than this was. But I guess this was a more <laughs> like Oscar ready kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of movie. Oh well, Titanic. Uh, James Cameron won Best Picture and Best Director for Titanic, so good for him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's this is like the kind of movie that was supposed to be good in the '90s, and watching it now, I I feel like it's like a decent enough film, but it's it's like yeah, it comes off as very corny. And it's it's silly to me that this was a movie that like won Oscars, but then some really bad movies still win Oscars today. So yeah, my boyfriend said he was shocked that it had a a happy ending. Oh really? (laughs) Which is kind of funny because it's like I've seen this movie a million times, right? So obviously I know it has a happy ending, but I think if it was made today, maybe it wouldn't really have a happy ending or as happy of an ending because the ending is kind of very satisfying but also very corny because they tie up literally every loose end right right it's like they um whatever casey affleck gets promoted to the front seat it's like oh maybe he's not gonna get pissed on all the time anymore (laughs) or whatever um the character we all really cared about (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know i don't know why i started with that one you're right <laughs> but, um fucking matt damon and robin williams 
make up and have a big breakthrough and they're going to talk to each other, keep in touch or whatever. And Robin Williams gets his life together and is like recovering from his wife stuff by like traveling and him and Stellan stars, stars, men, their relationship. And it looks like Styler and Matt Damon are going to get back together. You know, yeah. like it's like every single thing just fucking it's- falls into place. The only thing that could be better is if the guy that's a dead from the beginning gets like hit by a bus or something, yeah. but they just couldn't awesome. work it in right it's a it's very it's a very like screenwriting 101 kind of thing like it's it kind of it gets that structure down it's it's the you know those threads are constructed pretty well and they all end kind of satisfyingly uh you know pretty good for a first time ever writing a movie it was maybe a little bit premature to give them the oscar for it but that's hollywood you know that's how it is yeah uh, uh, overall, uh, loved seeing Ben. He looked great in the tracksuits. Uh, anyone, mm-hmm. anyone so else good. have any final thoughts on Mr. Affleck's performance in this film or on Ben in general? He's nope. cool. No, nope. it was All good. Right. I give, I give it a 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, we covered it. Um, I guess, uh, I don't know. It's already old now. There's, there was some post uh, Kevin made about crying about the Star Wars show. Everybody saw it. I don't need to describe it to you. Um, you know, Kevin <laughs> about the ma- the Mandal- Mandalorian. famous Mandalorian ending. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Kevin posted yet another picture of his stupid puppy dog face with tears in his <laughs> eyes to show that he was crying watching a fucking Disney product. Uh but that'll have already been a few weeks ago mm. by the time this episode comes out. I'm sure everyone who listens to this show saw it. Uh, so I have actually four more patron shout outs to make since the last episode. So let me pull that up real quick. Hell yeah. Yeah. For some reason, people keep signing up. Uh, uh, I don't I don't even know who they are anymore. At first it was like, oh, it's that guy and that guy. But now it's just strangers. So whoever you are, thank you so much for your support. Uh, I'm too sensitive to look at how many Patreon subscribers. Oh, really? Have. I don't want to know if anyone unsubscribes. <laughs> when somebody does unsubscribe, we track them. And just we don't do anything. We just sort of see what's going on with their life. It hurts a little bit, but actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've only had a couple of those, and I think one of them resubscribed later. So it was like uh, they didn't have the money at the time, kind of thing. So yeah. I forgive, I forgive them. I understand times are tough out there. Uh, you know, don't worry <laughs> about it. But with that said, thank you so much to Jelly Donut and Christopher. And Nile and the Beak TM. Uh, thanks so much to all the. We now have subscribers in. We now have subscribers in four different countries. Ted, I know because I looked Whoa. at the tax information. Uh, Already we have. Yes, we have. We have <laughs> at least one uh, British subscriber and one Irish subscriber and one. Hey, in, pretty wow. good. They cancel each other out. One in Germany, and guess what? zero canadians so Canada, oh no t- t- tell, <laughs> tell your tell your country they're officially on our shit list yeah i hate when we get listens from my home province because it can only mean that my mom listened to an episode <laughs> anyway i'm joking i love all our canadian listeners please carry on enjoying these free episodes up there in canada we don't expect anything from you you're Keep doing fine, Canada. Uh, you're not as good <laughs> as Ireland or Germany, but you're pretty good. Uh, so thanks Better to all Britain. of you. <laughs> okay, well, now I don't, I don't know if I want to say that because, you know, the UK is giving us money and Canada isn't. We don't so. need their fucking pounds, dude. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> if you're offended by... By Ted's anti-British racism. Don't worry, I'll keep all of your donations. I won't let Ted have any of it. Just, I'm I'm grateful for your support. Okay, we better we better wrap this up before Ted starts dropping heavy slurs. Uh, I'm getting close. So Ev, Ev, of course, thanks so much for coming back on our show after such a short time. And of course, uh, people should listen to Dumb Bitch Media 
Uh, is there anything else uh, you want to plug here before we sign off? No, that's everything. Um, you guys can give us a listen at Dumbitch Media or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dumbitch Media, or you can follow my personal Twitter account, which is MILF No Kids. MILF No Kids. All right. Everyone go, <laughs> che- everyone go check that out. <laughs> everyone go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> go, go check that out. Uh, I'm Trevor Drinkwater. <laughs> This is Ted. He took too long to say his name. Too late. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Fuck. Bye. I can think of younger days When I lived for my life Was everything a man could want to do I could never see